Medical information obtained from our website or on the live show is not intended to be a substitute for professional care. If you have, or you suspect you might, have an illness or other medical condition, you should consult a healthcare provider. The opinions expressed on this radio program are not necessarily those of the sports doctor, this radio show, or their sponsors. Hey, everybody. Welcome live from Chicago. It's the Sports Doctor. I'm Dr. Bob Weil, sports podiatrist, all things sports medicine and fitness wellness. Brought to you by Global School Wear, School Uniforms by Tommy Hilfiger, Lower Extremity Review Magazine, MVP Parent Magazine. we got a great doubleheader today. Tracy Markley, she's a fitness specialist, an award-winning author, radio host, member of the National Fitness Hall of Fame. She'll be joining me along with Joe Chura. He's an entrepreneur, a fitness enthusiast, podcaster, inventor. He's the chairman of Naperville, Illinois' Police Foundation, their board of directors. Then it's the Sports Doctors in some Bob Guida wisdom, some emails. First, Tracy Markley, welcome to the Sports Doctor. Hello, thank you for having me. Great to have you. I thought, give us some background. You know, Tracy was one of the personal trainers of the year. She's authored, I think, eight or nine books. Give us, Tracy, some background on yourself and your work. And my work. Well, I have been in the fitness business since the 80s, like the late 80s. But I got, I started my own business in the 90s, but I started fitness modeling. And then I went to college for my fitness certificate and joined a stu- Someone contacted me and said they wanted to sell their studio. It was really cheap. So I started my business with her. And then I realized all these people are coming and have all these things I didn't learn about. And you learn little bits about arthritis and fibromyalgia and different things, but you don't get the big vast of education. So I started seeking out education for like everything, fibromyalgia, osteoporosis. And then I just kind of started becoming like known as the physical therapist, personal trainer. And then I just kind of went from there. And then I fell into the stroke recovery training. And um, then it led me to my first book which is my client with a stroke who had a stroke, wanted a story shared. And then now I've done 10 books. You know, again, you're into 30 years of you're into Reiki. <laughs> yes. You're into Reiki. You're into yoga, Pilates. Uh, we talk a lot of complimentary yes. sports medicine on the sports doctor, uh, you know, as you know, and the idea of dealing with um, everything involving, again, your newest venture, which is biomechanics. Uh, again, you know, on the sports doctors and sports podiatrists, I sing the song all the time, Tracy, the foot bones connected to the leg bones, connected to the knee bone. I continue to sing it. Well, that'll be your 11th book. We talk about that in relationship, the effects of the foot on the rest of the body. But you've, uh, uh, again, back in the 80s, in the 80s, 90s, personal training exploded into a tremendous business. One of the biggest challenges is that we had educated people in this field uh, and the idea of you mentioning that combination is a great combination, uh, physical therapy and personal training as somebody many times transmi- uh, uh, transmissions from one regard uh, uh, to another. What are some of the topics of the books? Uh, give me some t- uh, of titles of your books. Of my, book. my first book 
um, it's Dear Stroke, You Suck, A Journey of a Personal Trainer and Stroke Survivor. That was because he, he used to always say in the middle of training, don't ever have a stroke, they suck. He wanted his story shared. He actually saw in the gym I was at at the time, he was noticing that a lot of the trainers didn't have education because they don't know what they're doing. I'm like, shh. But then he wanted, he wanted, he knew I had knowledge. So that was the first book. Actually came out as Stroke of an Artist because he was an artist. I changed the name. But um, and then I, I got calls from people wanting to know more about balance exercises. So my next book was Tipping Towards Balance, A Fitness Trainer's Guide to Balance and Stability. And that was also because I had clients coming to me who was getting older who was losing the spatial awareness of their feet and height when they stepped huge over like field. three roots on hiking yes. paths in Oregon. Both those topics, and so, huge, huge field. Balance yeah, and very stability, important. whether you're the best athlete in the world or you're a super senior and we're trying to prevent falling, which has become such a big topic, uh, balance is, is a, uh, a huge key. What are some of the others? Um, the next one was stroke recovery went now when physical therapy ends, but your therapy, your, your recovery continues. Cause I started getting contact from people worldwide. They're looking for trainers to help them when their therapy ends, but they're noticing a lot of trainers didn't have the knowledge or education and they didn't know how to find people who had knowledge. So I wrote this book to help educate, uh, caregivers and stroke survivors. And that led to me doing a course. So I have a course for trainers now. And then I did a, uh, a spine book, Power of Your Spine, showing how, you know, that you have all these deep spine muscles and they have to do with posture and proprioception and helping you connect your spatial awareness and just the power of the spine muscles and how it controls the body and the, you know, the cord connected. And then I had requested from stroke survivors if I would do a book on arm recovery. So I did a book, Stroke Recovery, Arm Recovery. And then they said, can you do a leg one? And those I right. did, those two there I did during COVID and were shut down. I hope you included it's the like football. Okay. Yes. Everybody, you're listening to The Sports Doctor. I'm Dr. Bob Weil, sports podiatrist. Go to my website, sportsdoctorradio.com. If you go over to radio shows, you can have years, international guests, national guests, local guests, endless array of topics in the areas of sports medicine, of fitness and wellness. If you go over newspaper articles and magazines, you read an endless array of topics. Still, still one of my hot topics. Uh, women in high heels, surviving the challenge. We have thousands and mm-hmm. thousands of followers on uh, both LinkedIn as well as Twitter. A lot of information we publish with great stuff uh, at Sports Doc, DOC Radio. We're in the middle of that whole world of fitness uh, and wellness with uh, fitness specialists former uh, IDEA, personal trainer of the year, uh, Tracy uh, Markley. Um, and and uh, when you're in that area, again, of uh, uh, these um, incorporating these topics of strengthening and balance and stability, then sports medicine, sports, uh, youngsters, what age groups do you deal with, Tracy? And do you deal with sports performance? I may, most of the people like the high percentage of my clientele is 40 and older, a lot of seniors, but I have trained, um, I trained a little girl who was nine ice skating, um, Mm. trained her with flexibility and um, range of motion and getting some strength. And then I also have done some high schoolers, female high schoolers in sports. And I had this one girl who 
was a tiny bit overweight, but she just felt like she was uncoordinated. And when I just trained her to reconnect to like her balancing system, you know, how to balance and proprioception training the way I train my seniors, she started doing good in PE and then they moved away and she plays sports now. So that's kind of cool because you kind of have to do the same structural training no matter what the age. You know, you're right up my alley. I'm, I, I, I've been putting figure, uh, orthotics and figure skates for like four decades. Of course, my poster boy, Evan Lysacek, was the 2010 men's Olympic gold medalist, but he was 10. I put orthotics. I, mean, I have a great nine-year-old right now, and you just talked about the nine-year-olds, how important, again, you know, working on training and, and preventing uh, injuries. Tracy, what's the best website people could find out about you and your books? It would be tracymarkley.com, T-R-A-C-Y-M-A-R-K-L-E-Y.com. And they're all, the books are also on Amazon. Are you still doing any radio work? I do um, a show called The Health and Fitness Show with Tracy with KXCR Radio in Florence, Oregon, where I was living in Oregon for eight years. I moved back to Long Beach, California. And I do about a 10-minute show, and I send it to them, and it's on Mondays. And, and then they use it as fillers. Oh, uh, you know, great. These health and wellness topics, of course, are very, very important. You'll let me know if sometime in the future we'd like a visit or a drop-in from the sports doctor for your – I can't tell you how nice. often I trick – I can't tell you how often I trade radio shows uh, with, uh, with so many different uh, uh, guests. You know, again, the uh, the biomechanics, uh, posture, alignment, of course, again, it all starts with your feet and the effect that they have many times on other uh, areas of the body, especially when problems are chronic. You know, and I see, you know, the uh, half the world has back problems. So I'm sure when you were delving into the areas, again, of the spine, my late great sports medicine colleague, Bob Guida. Uh, talked about the core in the late 70s when medicine and fitness didn't know how to spell the word core. (laughs) (laughs) So sometimes, again, we see, again, that mixture. I like that a lot, the mixture of the physical therapy knowledge as well as the personal training knowledge. I've been spoiled when my home club is a hospital-based fitness club for years and years, and they've always paid big attention to that continuity of medicine to physical therapy to personal training. So there was that education, uh, especially when you're dealing, for example, with, with stroke individuals and, uh, you know, those kinds of, uh, you know, scenarios. Then again, you, you stress balance. It's funny. One of the chapters in my book, Tracy, hashtag, Hey, sports parents, it's called the two exercise concepts for young athletes, whatever their age is, whatever their level is. Whatever their sport is. And the two concepts are number one, of course, I'm prejudiced, strengthen those feet and ankles. I don't care what your sport is, strengthen those feet and ankles. But the number two concept is work balance. Work on balance. And it seems, again, whether you're the best athlete in the world or their great grandmother, balance is such a big deal. Have you found some real acceptance now for these kinds of topics in your world? Like you said, you're getting calls from everywhere. Yeah. And it's true when it comes. So I, you know, I believe stabilizing the spine and core and posture is a big part of it. 
and understand the muscles. So like in my biomechanics of your body book, I'm teaching muscles because a lot of time in the in our certifications, you learn hamstrings, quads. You don't really learn all the detailed muscles and the sartorias and the multifidus and the deep muscles that are important. And the rotators, the spine, and things that have to, they kind of connect to proprioception. But also, if they don't have good shoes on and their feet are rolling out all the time, that's going to affect their knees and hips and back too. So it's kind of, like you say, you need your feet and ankles grounded and st- stable for the upper yes. part of the body and core to do their job as well. Yes. The role of orthotics is, is, is awesome. My experience over the decades when it came with optimum alignment and we would start to see again a lot of these problems uh, that uh, started whether somebody has pronated feet. But here's my pearl for you for the day from the sports doctor. 50% of the females I've seen as a foot specialist over the, all these decades in active uh, females are knee trouble. So often we see, especially in females with the wide biomechanics, the wider pelvis, wider hips, more of an angle down to the knee. We still, to this day and age, we still see five to one serious ACL knee injuries, girls to boys, uh, when it comes to sports. And again, a lot of that is, is, is mechanics. Is your biomechanics book just coming out now, Tracy? Yeah, it published two weeks ago. It's on Amazon oh, wow. and it can be bought at Congratulations. My yeah. Thank you. I like it because uh, I I always had a dream of doing an anatomy book. So it's basically, here's a muscle, where does it attach? This is what it attaches, and this is the movement it does, trying to teach the larger span of muscles and movements they do. Because, like, if you're going to go train a stroke survivor, for instance, and you want to help them get their hand to open up when it's kind of stuck in a clench, if you don't know what muscles open up the hand, how are you going to get the right exercises to work. So knowing, to me, knowing more knowledge of the muscles helps you if you take an advanced fascia class or any other thing you're taking, the more you know the basic, simple muscles on the body, the more your advanced stuff is more, you know, you can do more with it. And the relationship with what you're doing with the medical field and the physical therapy field, chiropractic field, I would imagine uh, it's a very important combination, uh, although sometimes it's still an education for many of the doctors who sometimes don't pay attention as much. <laughs> I'm sure that's not news yeah. to you, <laughs> right? No, not at all. I've had, I've had like when I was, I used a balance disc in certain things, and I was using a balance disc in one of my classes. I used to teach an organ, and one of the physical therapists in town, in town used to take my class. And he goes, you know, everything you say about the proprioception and balance and core, I totally get. It makes sense. I taught him how to do the disc, first of all. But he said, I went and checked my therapy books, and that's not in our books. So he would send me clients to do things with me that they can't do as therapists. They're limited. They can't send a client home and say, use your disc or use a boast of all. They legally can't do that, but we can. So there's a... Wow. I know the time would fly with you. Give me the information again. People can find out about you and your books and your work quickly. It's www.tracymarkley.com. T-R-A-C-Y-M-A-R-K-L-E-Y.com. Great. Great information. And I'm all over the internet. <laughs> I, I know you are. Thank you. And, uh, and the, uh, uh, good luck with that book. Hold on, Tracy. We'll be right back, everybody. Sports Doctor. 
Hey, everybody. It's Dr. Bob Weil, a sports doctor. I'm excited to announce the release of my new book, co-written with Sharky Zartman, Hashtag Hey Sports Parents, an essential guide for any parent with a child in sports. You know, Sharky is a former Hall of Fame volleyball player. She's the mom of two daughters who became Division I volleyball players. Together, we have over 70 years of combined youth sports experience. Goal of the book? Give you the essential tools and guidance to make your experience as a sports parent the best it could be. Hashtag Hey Sports Parents is divided into four sections. The first section, Sports Parenting 101. Sharky talks everything about uh, parenting, about coaching, that whole uh, interaction between parents and coaches, coaching your own kids. Uh, what's the, what are the things to really pay attention to? The second section is the sports doctors in yours truly. Uh, my discussion of injury prevention and treatment, choosing the best shoes, youth sports and drugs, essential exercises, the dilemma of youth football, orthotics. Third section, uh, experts speak out. We bring together eight different experts in nutrition and sports performance and mental training in all aspects of coaching in that section. The last section is the parent's perspective, some insights from about a half a dozen parents of athletes. So everyone, hey, get out your megaphone, spread the word. Now available on Amazon. Order now. You'll be more confident. So will your young athletes. Hashtag, hey, sports parents. everybody, Dr. Bob here. LER, Lower Extremity Review Magazine, is celebrating their 10th anniversary. It's been a decade of providing key uh, clinical and practical information about concerns, conditions, and treatment solutions for the lower extremity, both sports and non-sports alike. LER is the only multidisciplinary publication for doctors of all specialties, educators, therapists, and trainers. They inform practitioners on current developments in the diagnosis, treatment, and prevention of lower extremity injuries. LER prides itself on editorial integrity and evidence-based content. Their tagline, collaborative care for better outcomes, says it all. Hey, colleagues, go to lermagazine.com. Hey, everybody. MVP Parent Magazine is special. Evidence-based topics on all areas of youth sports. Rich Dubin, a sports dad himself, takes his three decades of publishing. He just celebrated the 12th anniversary of the acclaimed LER Lower Extremity Review magazine, one of sports doctors' key supporters, and he pours it into MVP Parent. Factual evidence-based info on such key topics like physical and mental training, nutrition, injury awareness, treatment, recovery, and prevention. I am proud to be a contributor to MVP Parent. With the sports doctor is in article in each issue. Go to mvpparent.com. mvpparent.com. Hey, it's Dr. Bob. School uniforms by Tommy Hilfiger is setting a new standard within the school uniform market. More schools are understanding the value that uniforms provide. School pride and identification being one of them. Another is the well-recognized reduction of student pressure to keep up with classmates in the real world, of what to wear each day to school. School Uniforms by Tommy Hilfiger provides amazing quality and value to its partner schools and families. 
it is truly the first brand in this market that students are excited about wearing. Go to the website, globalschoolwear.com, globalschoolwear.com. If you live in or near Aurora, Illinois, and you're into sports, fitness at any level, or your son and daughter is, you cannot forget about your feet. Your feet affect everywhere else. There are complex motions that come into play, especially in sports. Your ankles, knees, hips, and back all are affected with your foot mechanics. Uh, come visit the office, uh, Dr. Bob, uh, and get evaluated. Uh, check what shoes are best for you. I offer prescription orthotics, which is usually one of the major tools for treatment and prevention of foot-related ankle and leg problems. Also, enhancing performance. Step or two quicker. Call 630-898-3505 or go to sportsdoctorradio.com. Hold on, Joe. Joys of live radio. Hey, everybody, live from Chicago, welcome back. It's the Sports Doctor. I'm Dr. Bob Weil, sports podiatrist. We want to welcome Joe Chura. He's an entrepreneur. He's a fitness enthusiast, podcaster, and inventor. But he's also the chairman of Naperville, Illinois' Police Foundation. Hey, Joe, welcome to the Sports Doctor. Hey, thank you so much for having me. Give us some background, Joe, on yourself and the um, uh, new Naperville uh, Police Foundation. Yeah, sure thing. I'm a local entrepreneur, built and sold a couple businesses in Naperville, working on a new venture, actually creating one of the first non-alcoholic breweries in the nation right here in Naperville, so super excited about that. I'm an advocate of health and and wellness and fitness, and uh, recently have become the chairman of the Naperville Police Foundation, which we raise awareness and financial support for ancillary needs for the police, which includes but it's not limited to community uh, programs, wellness programs for officers and their family, really focusing on two things, I'd say, is is our communication and uh, health and wellness, uh, specifically trying to really push the initiative for uh, for, men- for mental wellness, as you know, really quickly, just to throw a stat out there, the average critical incident a human, an average human goes through in life is about two to three incidents. The average police officer in a town like Naperville is about 200 plus. So we are really happy and uh, and doing a lot, and I should say, starting to do a lot of building around creating awareness for yeah, this. you know, Joe, the, uh, helping police officers you know, with programs. The mental game, he called on the sports doctor, I call it the mental game, whether it's the best athlete in the world, whether it's their parents, their coaches, uh, whether it is uh, individuals who are trying to come back from an injury. Uh, and, and we had just the uh, last month or two, I had one of our uh, uh, police retirees, Jessica Crowley, <clears throat> who does uh, mental and physical training for first responders. And we were talking about these very topics, the tremendous mental challenge. This is not news to anybody uh, that our first responders and, and police individuals go through. I had radio shows, Joe, 10 years ago on the obesity challenges and whether or not 
you know, the police was in good enough shape physically, let alone mentally. So uh, uh, this is crucial, crucial information. But what I really, really uh, uh, want to uh, thank you for and congratulate you on is the relationship building, the communication between police and communities. I just think this is a major, major pro uh, 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 product. So talk a little bit about the importance of that. Yeah, you know, I think it's hugely important. Often you see on the news a lot of negativity regarding police, but uh, it's often not um, communicated or stressed enough how much good the police force is doing and trying to promote transparency and communication to help the betterment of everyone around. And and our job, we really believe, is to enhance that communication process because, you know, it's also also um on us a bit for not communicating enough to the public to talk about things Big like time. body-worn cameras yeah. and and all of that and and foundations across the United States are 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 now focused on that because we can all do a better job with communication no doubt about it. that's why I've had mayor Steve uh Naperville mayor uh on the show a couple of different times uh and uh as well as the uh, the late great mayor George uh, Pradle, Steve Chirico, talking yeah, about these very yeah. top ups, great people very, there. very topics, <clears throat> including again the health and wellness of a great town like Naperville. It's always in the top five nationally favorite places to live. They have great competitive sports teams at all the schools. Uh, there's all sorts of great stuff that's going on uh, in a, uh, a high end town like Naperville. Yet the, the problems, let alone with the again the all the challenges that the, the police. Uh, face, uh, these things become very, very important. You know, when Jessica was talking about training these first responders, Joe, uh, again, she talked a lot about, like you said, that incredible stress level. And again, trying to be able to handle it, trying to go home and be normal, try to deal with the horrible and difficult publicity, and you know, let alone what the pandemic has done over the past few years. It's been next to impossible. Uh, for, you know, mentally and physically for, for so many of us. What's the website, Joe, <clears throat> people can find out about the uh, foundation? It's NaperviллePoliceFoundation.org. How was your ice cream social you guys had with the community? <laughs> the ice cream social was fantastic. Did it happened? We had about 400... <laughs> Yeah, it already happened. It happened a week ago. We had 400 people turn out for it. And uh, I think it was just a, it was a, it was our first one. So we're learning as a foundation, but I think, uh, you know, mission was accomplished in terms of, of having a, a presence in the local area, having people look at police officers as people. And uh, and and while enjo enjoying some it's a huge uh, topic, great uh, great it, it, cones, it's a huge yeah. topic. You know, our, our friend Lisa Ganji, LE Services, who put you and I together. And I don't know how many people that she's put on my show at some time or another in an endless array of health, wellness, and sports medicine topics. And again, the yeah, uh, at that time she was talking about that uh, affair, which unfortunately I wasn't able to make with our radio day <laughs> in that situation. <clears throat> but having an event for this very, very big, important topic, which is anything that could be done 
again, to help the health and wellness of the police individuals themselves so that if you've got to be running up and down stairs and jumping out of windows or a fireman and whatever, uh, carrying 60 pounds on your back, it really makes it different. you got to train like an athlete. You have to have that kind of uh, uh, perspective at least included, let alone the mental side, which is, again, is endless. And like you talked about that, uh, you know, the police, uh, their people, the family people, and, and having uh, uh, a, a situation where there's much, much better understanding because the pressure has been increased, uh, what, times 100 since the pandemic, would you say? Oh, I would say at least that. It's immense. So you're involved in the, in the uh, uh, a little bit in the uh, health and wellness area. What's been your perspective in that area? Well, you know, uh, like I mentioned earlier, the news is is typically pretty pessimistic regarding the the police nowadays. So so if you think about the compounding effect of what the police go through on the day to day basis, and then this kind of newfound perception of the police department, and then you go home. That, I mean, it's, it's pretty obvious of the stress level that that can, that can cause someone and how they are dealing with life and the reaction of that. Therefore, as you very well know, if you have a high stress level, typically that, that creates a tumbling effect of other things in your life, physical manifestations, uh, maybe eating poorly, you know, doing all, all of these things that are not healthy for you. And I firmly believe if we can figure out that stress component of this, we're going to be in a lot better shape. And that is the mission oh, it's an of the ongoing, foundation. It's to do uh, all know, we can to help. People are very, very familiar with the, the suicide nightmares, the opioid pain pill nightmares uh, that have been involved in, in the, these kinds of super high-stress professions. Uh, again, a couple of weeks ago, we had it, uh, uh, individuals uh, in this organization uh, dealing with all sorts of mind-body meditation, exercise, yoga-related, again, reduction of stress. A few weeks ago, a one of the veterans, our great veterans in the Marines, uh, he's involved nationally in the, in the area of jiu-jitsu. Same goal. Yeah, so am I. Trying to get, I love it. Trying to yeah. get these um, individuals to uh, be able to reduce stress, sleep better, uh, feel better, because all of these related situations are, are just multiplied in in some of these, um, uh, you know, high-level um, stress areas. And what's been the response, Joe, that you've gotten, you know, from the police, the community, uh, and uh, your entrepreneurial world? What's been the response to what you guys are doing? You know, I think it's been positive, but if I have to be honest, it's new. You know, we, we just started this. We just built the board. The event we had last week was the first of its kind around. So time will tell, but I think it's, it's trending in the right direction for sure. And we're really optimistic about its future. What are some of the areas that some of your board members are involved with, uh, who are helping you, uh, in their, uh, in their, uh, areas of interest? Um, they, we're all kind of aligned around the same mission. We have a lot of uh, folks from different disciplines on the board, including Lisa, as you mentioned. She helps really helps with PR, getting the word out there. 
we have a great accountant on the board. We have we have a uh, a, a banker who uh, had run Naperville Bank and Trust for many years. So we have just a very tenured, seasoned board. Um, the board was uh, is now it's you know we're we're, we're talking a few months in is is officially together all all kind of going after this mission so it's it's been really exciting but we all bring a different discipline but we're all aligned toward that same mission you know i think uh, as a concept i want to talk a lot more about this uh we're talking with joe chura uh he is the um uh, individual the chairman of the board with the naperville illinois police foundation we're going to talk more about the great work they're doing and the example they're setting for what could be uh, really, really uh, increased throughout our societies. We'll be right back at Sports Talk. UK Health Radio, the station that makes you feel good. It used to be hard to find the world's most wonderful alcohol-free drinks. Not anymore. Whether it's a health thing, a lifestyle thing, or you're trying new things, make sure you save yourself from the guessing game of the supermarket shelves and shop with zerozilchzip.co.uk for the world's most carefully curated range of alcohol-free beers, wines, spirits, and more. Health Radio listeners can save 5% with the code HEALTH5. Visit zerozilchzip.co.uk or click our banner on the UK Health Radio website. Discover alcohol freedom with zero zilch zip. Because nothing's better. UK Health Radio, the station that makes you feel good. everybody we're back live from chicago it's the sports doctor i'm dr bob wild sports podiatrist all things sports medicine fitness wellness we're talking with uh, joe chura and he is the chairman of the board of the naperville illinois police foundation with a lot of great ideas to enhance communication interaction uh understanding of uh of police and communities and what they face and how uh, the foundation can make things better in all areas, you know, again, including big time health and wellness, the health and wellness of their families, the necessity of having uh, good health and wellness uh, when we're talking about the world of, of, of policing. Uh, so, uh, you know, Joe, you know, this example, you know, Naperville is, has been a trendsetter as long as I've been around it for decades in so many different areas, so many great areas. This is a great idea for communities to uh, add something like this uh, with all of these great goals, which just is helping, uh, you know, these communities interact, et cetera, all these things. <clears throat> uh, and even though you guys just got started, you might see you'll be expanding the idea soon. Entrepreneurial guy like you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we... We definitely are like the mission that we're on, and uh, we're always looking for other ideas how to enhance what we're doing. Uh, but we are we are excited about it, and, and you know, just just to point out, Dr. Bob, 
that you know one of the reasons why this was created not not only to help the police with um, health and, and and wellness initiatives, communication, and so forth, is when people make a donation to the Naperville Police Foundation, it goes to the the foundation, and we as an independent board make decisions on where that money goes. So it goes directly to help the police in in these different areas that we've been talking about today. Yes, the areas of mentally and physically, mind, body. You know, again, a good example, again, like Jessica, I was mentioning to you, who does uh, pay big, big, big attention to the mental part. Uh, psychologists, psychiatrists and physicians, uh, physical therapists, personal trainers, nutritionists. It sounds like, you know, again, what you have to pay attention on a good sports team. Uh, when we're interested in doing the couple of things that everybody, Joe, is interested in. Number one, can I prevent problems? Can I prevent injuries? And number two, can we enhance performance, make people more efficient, uh, allow them to, to be healthier? And again, when you're talking about the police, I think everybody gets it. You know, when you're talking about the uh, uh, importance of, uh, of putting some of these uh, things together, again, with the uh, uh, areas of communication and the, uh, I would imagine, you know, individuals and groups like Edwards Hospital or the health and fitness centers that I'm so involved with, et cetera, you know, would be very, very interested uh, in, uh, I don't know if you can get three memberships out of the deal, but who knows, right, Joe? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, we might as well it's ask, needed. right? Yeah, it's absolutely, it's yeah. absolutely needed. Again, you know, the, uh, like the armed forces decades ago, Joe, again, the police world started seeing that the obesity problem alone was prohibiting so many people from even getting a chance to be part of their world, let alone, again, the kinds of demands uh, that were put on these individuals, where if you would wake up and see things like suicide and mental health, such a big deal, again, is multiplied dramatically in something like uh, uh, police. And I think everything that could help their image, uh, make uh, the healthier individuals going along with the family, makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? Yeah, no, I think that's that's exactly right. And as we, we talked about before, there's a direct correlation, not a causation, a correlation to stress and living an unhealthy life. And I just wanted to point out something that I firmly believe I mean, you talk about a young, young police force too, or, or just starting off in the police force. And if you, if you don't know how to handle stress, which on paper, it might seem like it's an easier problem than it really is. But once you are out there and you're faced with all of this stuff that we're talking about today, it's an immense strain. But the one thing that, that I want people to, to understand here is if you train to do what's difficult now in life, life becomes easier. So, so by going through these programs and by learning how to cope with stress is a huge important thing for our police force. But if you avoid the hard things, if you just go home and you just, you just absorb that stress and you don't do anything about it and maybe you turn to alcohol consumption, depression and all of these other things, life will become more difficult. And that is a really important thing for folks to, to understand. Who is protecting us? And we do need to look at them. I love that analogy you gave. We need to look at them like athletes. But, you know, not only are they athletes and they have to perform physically and mentally, their life's on the line. (laughs) 
you know, well, the idea also, it's still an edu- it's an amazing educational challenge. You know, my late great sports psychology colleague, <clears throat> the late Jim Vickery, who shared my radio show back in WDCP College of DuPage <clears throat> in the 90s, uh, uh, didn't even use the word psychologist in his title because the word scared people. He was a performance enhancement consultant with the White Sox and Northwestern University. We used to laugh about that. Now, psychology is a big, big deal in so many different areas. And many times we see organizations like the police and first responders, the idea that they can help train these systems. They can learn to maybe do a 15, 20-minute meditation in the evening to just relax, to learn techniques that really, really are effective and work, but the uh, and the good news is, and you fit right in with that, is that we've seen a dramatic increase in the attention to this, whether it's in the area of youth sports and dealing with some of these either overzealous parents or coaches and so much of the overkill uh, that goes on with the uh, physical and mental stresses, uh, you know, let alone again, like I said five times already, when we start thinking about the police and what they have to deal with, um, you know, the idea that you can localize and pay big attention to these things as an organization. How has the police department uh, been um, excited about what you guys are doing? Yeah, again, it's 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 new, um, but they're I think really optimistic and, and excited. And and Dr. Bob, last week. Uh, I'm sure you saw what happened. A Naperville police officer was pulling someone over. A car pulls up, random car pulls up, comes out with a hatchet and, and yes. tries to attack the police officer. Yes. Can you imagine that police officer going home that night to his family? And it's not something that, that, that just happened and it's out of the, it's, it's out of his memory. It is forever with him. It is going to affect him and his family for the rest of his life. And that kind of, those stories aren't unique across the U.S. and definitely even in Naperville, as good as the town it is, that stuff happens, and it happened a week ago. Yes, it did. This, there was a shocking uh, incident uh, a week ago, and, uh, you know, again, that's why uh, the importance of understanding the whole mental health. You know, there's not a guest I have on from anywhere in the world, whatever their vocation or area is, who doesn't understand that mental stress, mental health, is our, one of our biggest uh, challenges today. And again, when we're talking about these kinds of areas, let alone an incident like you just mentioned, it really, really hits home. Uh, and the idea again in the athletic world where the, the, uh, an athlete or a first responder could understand, Hey, I can really pay attention to this. I can make things better in my family, in my community by paying attention, uh, to some of these factors that really, really can make a, a difference. And uh, I would expect Mayor Steve is probably a big supporter of this. Oh, he he definitely is. He's he's been I a can't supporter. Be, I can't this I can't believe uh, I ran out of time with you. I knew it. Joe, give me the website oh, again quickly. Yeah, we give going. me the website quickly. People can it, find out yeah, about the great Nap- stuff you guys are doing. Naperville Naperville Police Foundation dot org. Naperville Police Foundation dot org. Joe Chura. Uh, their uh, 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 chairman of the board in Naperville. Um, great, great uh, segment. Joe, hold on.
everybody, Dr. Bob here. LER, Lower Extremity Review Magazine, is celebrating their 10th anniversary. It's been a decade of providing key uh, clinical and practical information about concerns, conditions, and treatment solutions for the lower extremity, both sports and non-sports alike. LER is the only multidisciplinary publication for doctors of all specialties, educators, therapists, and trainers. They inform practitioners on current developments in the diagnosis, treatment, and prevention of lower extremity injuries. LER prides itself on editorial integrity and evidence-based content. Their tagline, collaborative care for better outcomes, says it all. Hey, colleagues, go to lermagazine.com. Hey, it's Dr. Bob. School Uniforms by Tommy Hilfiger is setting a new standard within the school uniform market. More schools are understanding the value that uniforms provide, school pride and identification being one of them. Another is the well-recognized reduction of student pressure to keep up with classmates in the real world of what to wear each day to school. School Uniforms by Tommy Hilfiger provides amazing quality and value to its partner schools and families. It is truly the first brand in this market that students are excited about wearing. Go to the website globalschoolwear.com globalschoolwear.com Everybody, we are back live from Chicago. Sun's out. It's the Sports Doctor. I'm Dr. Bob Wild, sports podiatrist. It's the Sports Doctors In segment where we up, uh, uh, talk about some upcoming guests, answer a few emails. Everybody, if you want, go to my website, sportsdoctorradio.com. If you go over to radio shows, you can go back years. National guests, international guests, local guests, an endless array of topics uh, on sports medicine, fitness, and wellness. Listen to whatever you'd like. If you go over to newspaper articles and magazines, you can read great stuff. So many different topics, a lot of information on uh, the exciting things we're doing with the new MVP Parent Magazine. We have thousands and thousands of followers on uh, both LinkedIn and Twitter. I can't tell you how many guests I get on those platforms. A lot of, We do uh, share a lot of great information, sports medicine-wise, on Twitter, at SportsDoc, D-O-C, radio, upcoming guests. One of my faves, Rick Tellender a Hall of Fame sports writer, uh, spent years with Sports Illustrated, has authored eight or nine books. He's a member of the Sports Writers uh, Hall of Fame. He'll be returning after all these years. And Robert Esme, the speed doctor, the Olympic gold medalist sprinter, will be joining us. Following week, Mike Curry with one of the great pieces of training uh, equipment, the strong board balance boards will be returning. And one of the guys, uh, Mark Kovacs, one of the top guys in the world of tennis, tennis performance, tennis injury prevention, also will be returning. Um, some Bob Guida wisdom. You know, Bob was big on jump training. Uh, he had this unique at the time jump box which was an oscillating box that could be raised 
and be slightly unstable. So the volleyball or basketball player would jump up on the box. He might then have to balance and stabilize, which was such a big deal. And even more importantly, was jumping down and the whole process of coming down. And uh, in the mid-80s, at Sports Performance and Rehab Institute, Spry, there was a room where the floor was cut out about a foot and a half with pads on the floor for all sorts of training coming down and landing soft. The alignment, the tremendous importance and role of the foot in all aspects of jump training. But think about it. Not only do you want to jump aggressively, jump high, be explosive, you got to come down safely. Some emails. Perry says, you know, your um, chapter in the book, Prodigy Sports, how smart is specializing early? You know, Perry, we could argue both things. Um, There are definitely challenges with young kids specializing very early. And very early could be 9, 10, 11, 12 years old. I have figure skaters who are doing double jumps already at 10 years old. I have a magic nine-year-old Bella also uh, that are very, very highly sophisticated. And it ain't for everybody. Uh, so the prodigy sports, again, think gymnastics, where you might have very early tennis, soccer, where at 10, 11, 12 years old, this kid is so good, this is what they love. This is what they love. They don't want to play other sports. So the challenge then of dealing with that, and the way I like to talk about it is you have to understand that repetitive motion injuries are a challenge and a concern, whether it's the swimmer, and I'll throw that into swimming, the swimmers or the tennis player's shoulder or elbow, whether it's the figure skater uh, or gymnast, ankles, shins, knees, low back, repetitive motion, doing the same thing all the time, lots of challenges. And I always recommend to these parents and coaches, consult with, have a good physical therapist who's familiar with your sport on board to work with these kids. Ideally, the other side, absolutely I recommend uh, the gold program is to grow up playing multiple sports. It uses different parts of the body. Uh, it's a good argument. Sometimes there's a more effective athlete in whatever sport they decide. They might decide to specialize when they're 14, 15, 16 years old. That range, they might even be more successful than the person who's played the same sport. Higher injury rate. So every therapist and doctor coach I know would want kids to grow up playing multiple sports, experience lots of different teammates and uh, teamwork. But we do have those prodigy sports, and we have to pay attention to those pressures. Arlene says, my son's 11 years old. He's played soccer the third season. Uh, his heels have been a problem each season. You know, Arlene, um, it's a real bugaboo with me cleats at early ages and soccer's famous for it uh so is little league but there's so many more soccer players and there's a large growth center uh, at the back bottom of the heel that comes together gradually um as boys and girls mature maybe 13 to 14 in girls maybe 16 boys 
And that growth center is susceptible to stress. So ironically, <clears throat> forever, cleats, <clears throat> excuse me, have included clusters right under that heel area. So I tell parents to pay big attention to this. If you're even close to complaints of heel problems, you want to get out of the cleats. There's all sorts of multiple nubs, numerous nubs, not just four or five cleats under the heel. And by the way, the cleats under the ball of the foot also, a growth center of potential problems, is the best kind of multiple uh, nub shoe uh, to be in. If your son or daughter has heel concerns, and it is the number one presenter of heel problems in my practice for decades in young active kids, whether they jump down a flight of stairs, whether they're jumping and playing in all sorts of activity, let alone an organized sport, starts to bother them doesn't necessarily get swollen, it doesn't sometimes get red, it comes and goes, and it's common to see, oh, it felt better, then they pushed again. So pay attention. Eventually, if I push it enough on the sports doctor, maybe we'll get rid of cleats in these kids till they're about um, adolescence. Uh, Steph is, I'm a runner. Uh, you know, I see all sorts of advertising with sketches, podiatry, recommended shoes, and in the area of over-the-counter art supports, what are your thoughts? You know, there's some good improvements in a lot of areas of over-the-counter art supports. There's a lot of improvements continually in shoes. Um, it's so impressed with how Skechers has jumped on this. You know, they were a fashion kind of outside shoe. And they uh, became, you know, they got Tony Romo and uh, uh, Serena Williams in commercials. And podiatry recommended. Uh, so as a rule, but they're not orthotics, they're not prescription, they're not individualized. And this is one of the big, big differences from anything over the counter. Hey, you need prescription glasses. Can I go to Walgreens? Not really. See you next week, everybody. It's a sports doctor. Thank you. 